uh, we had a few technical difficulties um, that was going on. Um, but anyways, thank welcome to the show. I know what we were talking about earlier was real racial privilege exists in 2021. Uh, this is an open mic breaking news session. So any point in time that you want to chime in and uh, say what you want to say or how you feel about a certain thing, feel free to always uh you know, interject your piece. This is an open mic. We're list open uh, forum. We want to hear what our listeners are thinking. Again, welcome to the Mango Push <laughs> podcast via stereo app with Scientist Nine and Con Diesel. Welcome tonight. We're about to burn the MK on the particular subject. Right now, we're talking about will racial privilege exist in 2021. But before we get started, again, let's go ahead and define what race is. According to National Geographic and according to Webster's Dictionary uh, via Google, thank you, Google, uh, race is defined as a category of humankind that shares certain distinctive physical traits, okay? So the term ethnicities are is more broadly defined as large groups of people class according to a common racial, national, tribal, religious, linguistic, or cultural origin and background. Now, with that being said, Okay. With that being said, thank you. I am Devin Three hey, for joining the show. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna interject because right when you got uh, when you were kicked off, and I, and I just said, man, it's gonna be interesting to hear your take on it because I'm like real cut and dry on it, dog. Like this is this is what, and especially you know the U.S. where we live, this is what this country was built off of, and just even going back into you know the time, man. It's racial privilege is always gonna be there, bro. Like, I, and, and I hate you know being pessimistic about it, but that's kind of the hand that we've been dealt with oh no no i, I agree so that that that's i can second that because you know for anybody listening in, again we have one person i'm going to get to you to chime in uh we will say this going 2020 um we have seen we've always known there's been a racial divide that that goes without saying you know anybody of melanin african descent um you know, and any other male-native people, people of color, whatever, especially the black people, we're at the bottom of the total pole. And we understand that we don't have all the privileges, privileges is, ah, I said it wrong again. Am I getting tongue tied? We don't have that all man the privileges. That man out here making up words. <laughs> hey, man, I'm a I'm doctor, man. I can say what I want to say. But we don't have uh, all the privileges of what defines an actual American. We don't. If anybody disagree, hey, chime in so let's go to the listener board right now see what we got well i'm not sure if you guys um got my response but i was just saying that um i am taking a multicultural counseling course in my doctoral program right now and we've been talking a lot about race and privilege and intersectionality and what that looks like um since the concept of race is actually um, an ideology of white superiority, we will definitely see racial privilege um, and the issues of race in 2021. Thank you, A. Breeze, for chiming in. You heard it there first. We will definitely see race going on in 2021. Now, with that being said, that's a tough pill to swallow. You know, with everything going on with the presidential election, let's be let's be cut dry with this. We 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 we're burning the MK tonight. Just because we got one person in our office does not mean we have made it out the side of the tunnel. We have not. 
we have not made mm-hmm. outside. If anybody disagrees with me, hey, chime in, please. I, I want to hear our listeners what they think. You know, burn the NK with us tonight. But however, we don't have the same privileges. Priv- ah, you know, we don't have the same rights. <laughs> Screw. Screw yeah, it. I got to change. I can't say that word. My, my tongue get all twisted. Thank you, my my noy. For joining the show, hey, go ahead, clap it on up, share it on up. We want to hear what you think. Yeah, even, even with that, man, even if you look at it from an aspect of saying, "Hey, we had a black president, things are going to change," shit didn't change, <laughs> you know. Well, and and, and <laughs> that's just my firm belief. Um, you know, shit didn't change because it, it's it's bigger than that. And you got like like the Senate, yeah, it's just other people controlling stuff. So, you know, you can't. I know a lot of people, and especially a lot of people that voted for Trump going into, uh, what is that, 2016. Um, Obama did this. Obama did that. Like, it, that shit was ridiculous. Now, some of, if the, some of the shit Obama was doing, that Trump was doing and saying, boy, they would have tried to throw that man in jail. They would have tried to throw that man under the jail, dog. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. A- a- absolutely. But you know what? That's the thing. There we go. Okay, so that's our first point in privilege let's switch the roles okay and again i'm, I'm saying this subject i'm saying this objectively yes you have president donald j trump you have barack was it hussein obama you know so let's just say that president barack obama did the same exact thing that president trump did right we're talking about like every single thing from what he said to what you can do with all this type of stuff and preaching nationalism and all that let's let's be realistic let's be clear on that president obama would not have gotten away with half of the stuff that president trump got away with because i mean he, he wouldn't have gotten away with nothing not, not even half nothing. he wouldn't have got away with nothing nothing let's, let's, let's you, switch that he wouldn't have got away with nothing zero zero we have somebody we have somebody chiming in. Let's let's see what they're talking about. When you say we don't have the same privileges, are you referring to people of color? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So let, let, I'm referring to people of color with same privileges, and you know, I want I want to you know be clear tonight. As far as and again, let's go to the the handy dandy Google uh, dictionary. <laughs> yes, I know Google is a beast when it comes to uh, everything. Man, let me ask you. Let us define what privilege actually means, okay? So we'll be clear on this. Privilege is the prerogative referred to a special advantage or right possessed by an individual or group. A privilege is a right or advantage gained by birth, social position, effort, or concession. Cool. Now that they put those little parameters in there by birth, social position, effort, or concession. Now, let's go ahead and burn in count this. What black person that you know of has any advantage based on their birth? Come on, you just chime in. Because last time I checked, I come and, it, and it's not to, 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 to it's not to, you know, like overshadow anybody's achievements or anything, or just yeah. say I'm better than anybody, but let's be realistic. I came from a two-parent household. Both my parents were military <laughs> decorated officers, right? Military decorated officers, they both are doctors, PhD level educated. Yes, they are both have, and my whole family has military service throughout the entire year, and yet they are military decorated officers and they still get treated like shit. Point blank, period. 
I still get treated like big poo. Why? Because of the color of my skin. So there is no advantage by my birth social position. Let's go ahead and use that. Let's go ahead and use social position. Now with social position, I wasn't born rich. So automatically that throws you down. And that's not that's not to, 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 to negate anything that, you know, my family or parents or anybody I worked hard for. It's not. However, I was not born rich. So automatically you're not born rich. You're in a whole different level or class by itself. You don't make the positions. You don't make anything. You do what someone tells you to do. Yes, that might be a hard pill to swallow, but unless you are a class in a richer position, it doesn't work like that. Effort. Yeah, we get effort. I mean, the girls, me and you come, we both went to school. I mean, that, that's yeah. the, the effort we went to. Uh, concession, I mean, what we buy, what we control, not really much. But just by birth and the social position alone, we don't have privilege. Go ahead, users. Chime on in. Welcome to Mango Kush Podcast, burning the MK session with your co host, Scientist Nine and Con Diesel. We're about to burn the MK. Do you or do you not feel that racial privilege will exist in 2021? You know what's crazy? So, Go ahead. I'm say I can just chime in, man. And I know it happens, racial divide. I, and I'm a coach, you know, and I, and I and I coach, you know, white kids, Hispanic kids, and I've dealt with all types of um, of individuals. Um, but I and and how I kind of function, man. I just kind of strive as if, um, you know, I, I can't I can't sit there and harp on it. Even though I know it's there, I, you know, it's there, I acknowledge it, but I'm always trying to find a way to make myself better and do what I can control. That's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that I, you know, that I strive by is, man, because I'm, if I'm sitting here waiting, in terms, if I'm sitting here waiting on reparations, <laughs> you know, that, that day is never going to come. Um, yeah, yeah. But definitely striving to make myself better, um, breaking generational curses. Um, you know, these are things that, you know, that I try to live by as I'm getting older and I'm noticing things and I'm seeing things and I'm seeing how things function. Um, I'm making calculated moves myself for me, you know, and my family. But, but, but with that being said, I mean, the thing about what you just said, you have to move differently. Now, can you just wake up? Can you just wake up now, Khan, and just say, hey, man, I want to be great today because I want to be great. I want to go down to the bank and give me a loan because my parents, if my parents had, or can, or I, I want this because of that. I don't have I don't have that ability. And, and, you know, it might sound like, not again, not the heart, but one thing that I was taught, and it might be grim to say this to be taught, but I was taught that you have to put damn near three, not four, not five times more effort just to be considered equal. I, my mom told me that shit, mind you, she's a doctor, my father's doctor. They told me that shit as I was in high school, right? Because primarily, I'll be real, I grew up around white people. I didn't get yeah. my first real taste of blacks, you know what I'm saying? Of, of, of what you want to call high school, blacks. Right? We high or school, to I college, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, yeah, to, to college. college. Yeah, to college, to, good to old, Fort Valley. <laughs> to Fort Valley, the Fort Valley State University. Hey, shout out. Shout, shout out. out shout out to Wildcats. Shout out to Wildcats. But I didn't really get my first <laughs> real thing until that moment. Other than that, hate to say it, I, <laughs> I thought I was equal just because I thought I was better. And granted, I was better than them. I was smarter than them. 
However, right. I always got overlooked. Granted, yeah, I had some laziness going on. Yeah, I had this, but still, I still remember this to this damn day. I walked in, I'm about to burn it in case, so excuse my language. I walked into the counselor's office in high school with my mom and my dad, and my twin sister was there too. And they told me automatically, it was my grades, and I was a, a, a B student. It was in my damn grades, and the, the 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 MF said, "Hey, let's go ahead and get you on a technical on a, on a pro, uh, technical path." My mom was like, "Hold on, like nigga, you didn't even look at the dude, the dude's grades. Like, we're, no, we're doing a college prep track, and yeah, we can argue the whole college and all the guy on that, but we're just for the, the sake of generality, right?" The dude just looked at my grades. I said, "We're gonna put you on a technical path, right?" off yeah. the rip and it's just like you know how can you how can you categorize me as a regular person and yet i guarantee you all those people i went to school with i'm over them right now but yet i'm still treated as a second class citizen and i'm not trying to use my doctorate or trying to use anything as a as a connection piece that i'm barely anybody but still the privilege that doesn't mean anything the privilege still there and, and if you want to argue me on that Let's look at the 50s, the 60s, the 40s, yeah. 30s, where you have black doctors and lawyers, and also Thurgood Marshall damn near got arrested and killed. But he was a, a what with the, the US district attorney or you know a, a, whatever stuff, and they almost yeah. killed him. Just because of Kermit's skin. Yeah. We got some listeners. Let's go ahead and chime oh, in. See what chime you do in. Yeah, yeah. That's a now, um, Dr. Brown, I think you make some very valid uh points. However, um, I do have, um, I do want you and everybody, people of color, to recognize um, the in-depth notion of intersectional theory. And when you look at intersectional theory, there are actually some places uh, or social locations via birth that we are advantaged in. Um, one would be, in my particular case, would be ability, meaning I'm a person that was not born with a, dis- was not born with a disability. Um, body size, being tall, being athletic, puts me in a privileged social location, um, as well as um, language. You know, the fact that we speak English. I'm sorry, I was saying language. Um, I'm also privileged in the fact that I speak English. Um, so that's a, a area that I have privilege. And um, another thing would be the fact that, um, you know, growing up and being raised in a church, my family identified as Christian. Uh, being Christian here in America puts you also in a social location of privilege, according to the intersectional theory. Yeah. How do you feel about that, Con Diesel? How do you feel about that? Uh, yeah, I agree. And, and some things, uh, you got to look at it too. Some things are, we're programmed as we're, as we're born. So it, it's more of a program thing to me. And, and like, I know she expressed that, um, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I'm big, tall, you know, you know, I'm tall, athletic, you know. So what is that? So, you know, as, as a black male, you're expected, you know, once you're that size and you're that big, they're expecting you what to play in the fucking NFL or the fucking NBA, you know, play sports, you know, and that's how it's kind of looked at, you know, when people see, you know, somebody of, of a big stature, you know, those are like every time that like especially like we, every time we go out of town, we're in Nola. What the hell do they think you do? Play basketball. 
<laughs> they called you damn LeBron James, bro. That's you know what I'm that saying? So that's you know before they even know you, open your mouth, speak to you. No, I, and I'm not saying just anybody, anybody who who is not a minority, um, that you know they speak to you, and especially if you you know you're a large man, they think you play professional sports, and especially as a black man, they probably think you play basketball. <laughs> And um, it, it's just a lot of programming as as we as we're learning. Like I can even we can even have another show on Christianity. Like, I, and I am a Christian, but I'm, I, I've been reading more over the years and and reading different histories about different religions and just kind of learning how these religions started, and you know, or or how they're perceived and how they're how they're given to people as they're born, and and their children are taught that, and their children are taught that, and their children are taught that. I mean, that shit gets really deep, bro. Oh, no, but okay, so what you been saying all that, let's say the privilege, like, it's program. So privilege, in a sense, is it not program to people? Yeah. Uh, you, I mean, let's be realistic. It's, it's program because for, for my listeners, hey, thank you for joining us. Let's, let's give some shout-outs. Let's go ahead and shout-out out uh, John Broski joining, uh, Black Market joining, Lottie Love, A Breezy, Ham, 1906, uh, and CTV, Lexi loves, loves. All right. Thank you all for joining in. Thank you for listening. For my listeners already here, thank you for listening. You are joining the Scientist Nine and the Con Diesel, co host of the Mail Kush podcast here live on stereo app. We're burning the NK right now. Chime in. Will racial privilege exist in 2021? Hey. Now, with that, that man said said, that with authority. Burning the MK. Burning the NK, man. <laughs> So, hey, chime in on the, on the listener before you hop in, because I know you're about to go in. All right, cool. So true, Con Diesel. Um, <laughs> definitely, uh, we have been, people of color have definitely been, um, you know, the product, I guess you could say, of just, just stereotypes. There are certain expectations that society expects of us um, because we look a certain way. Well, so we got one more chime in, one more time. So with what um miss uh brown said as far as about intersectional um whatever she was saying as far as privilege so with that being said when it comes to people of color um particularly blacks when when you say we are already given an advantage because like some of us speak english or say some of us have a certain build it doesn't sound like it give us, give us uh, an advantage. What it sounds like is it classifies us and already has us in a box. So with you being a person of color, black, if like Conan was saying, as a, with a, as a black male, they automatically going to classify, oh, you play football or you play basketball or you know what, you should run track versus, you know, as far as with black women, oh, if you're you know, a black woman that's more conservative, um, you know, slim built. So I am Devin. I, I, I hear what you're saying. That's just, so again, that what you say is correct. What what uh, A Breezy says is correct. What Con Diesel says is correct. You know, I again, it goes back to saying that people privilege is taught. You know, it's, it's not given, it's taught. And if you taught that I have privilege over somebody or dominion over somebody, so let's get a little deeper than that. I'm about to burn the MK. <laughs> Boy, somebody like, burn the MK. We said, because A. Breezy went to the thing saying that uh, uh, she mentioned something with the Bible. So the same thing that we're using to try to build up each other is the same thing being used to tear us down. To, yeah. You know, let's be realistic. Slavery, 
the Bible enslaved us. Why yeah. I say that means because they use specific scriptures to enslave you, to make you feel that you have to be subjugated to slavery. That is what it is. You can yeah. call it what you can get mad, but that's what it is. That privilege was taught, not back just in 2020. It wasn't taught back in 1990. It wasn't taught back in 1960. It wasn't taught yeah. back in 1865. It wasn't taught back in 1776. It was taught way back before 1619. It was taught way back before in Portugal and Spain. It was taught way back then. Okay, that's what it is. Hate to say it, but that's what it is. And even then, if you want to say that, as far as prison being taught, hell, um, one of the other a, a Christian organization <laughs> by the name of the Ku Klux Klan uses the Bible as their main document to enforce their policies, their laws, and everything else. You don't believe me? Go on YouTube right now and watch an interview with Ku Klux member by Chris. The Imperial Wizard, uh, I thought he was Grand Clud, actually breaks it down and says, and from scripture to scripture, why they do what they do. And it was used by that tool. So you don't believe that privilege exists in 2020. You damn sure may believe it's going to exist in 2021. All right, let's go ahead and chime in and see who we got. 2022, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, corporate America um because for for instance I mean I have the education I have the experience um and no matter how well I do my job it seems that a white person always get the job before me and I could be more qualified than um I've been told because I have natural hair dreadlocks that it's not corporate so I feel like as being black in America or a person of color I feel like you know when we do speak English or if we have a certain body type or you know um if we were born say in a certain class I just feel like it doesn't give us a per se a privilege or an advantage I feel like what it does is it helps them classify us or label us how they want to label like they already have their mind made up Racial privilege is definitely going to be in existence in 2021. Just like religion is taught, racism is taught. As yeah. long as it's going to be being taught to generations over time, it's always going to be here. So I would expect to see that in 2021. Oh, that's absolutely. Uh, they granddaddies, great, great, great granddaddies, great, great grandmothers. That shit, that shit is generational. Oh, absolutely. Thank you, uh, Sam Stokes. Thank you, uh, I Am Devin. And uh, thank you, uh, Abreeze, for chiming in. Really enjoying your conversations. Oh, for those listeners that want to chime in, will racial privilege exist in 2021? Go ahead and chime in what you think. What do you think race privilege is? Is it a form of racism, in a sense? Ooh, think about that. Well, we burn NK on that. You were at your host. Scientist Nine and Condies or the Mango Kush podcast here live on Stereo app. We're burning the NK right now. But with that being said, let's even go even further with that. Like one thing that one of our listeners said, uh, I am Devin Three. She made the notion that you know what you look like is a bias. I mean, people are taught that. Yeah. Let's, let's be realistic. Even us, we're taught that you judge a book by its cover. I don't care what. No <laughs> one teaches get anything but i mean the basis of america their 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 philosophy is you judge a book by its goddamn cover 
And if you don't show, yeah. you make what's the one thing they say? Always make your put your best, best foot best, forward. Yep. Your best Thank impression. You. Best perfect. You know, think about it. Let's be realistic. If I, I, mean, first I, impression. I, I have a beard right now. If I put on a damn kufi and walk into anywhere right now, glass <laughs> on, they're gonna think I'm part of nation of Islam, and they're, all, they're automatically gonna damn, hey man, get that. And I'll be real, we're gonna be wrong. This, hey man, yeah. get that nigger out of here. That's what. Yes, that's what they think. Yes, I know that's a harsh word to say. With your bean but, pies. You said what now? <laughs> and I said with your bean pies. <laughs> with your bean pies. Yeah, bean pies. man, that's just real. It's, it's real and, and privilege if you think privilege doesn't exist let's even tie into what we talked about earlier with uh nate robinson but let's listen to some of our listeners on time in and we'll go to that nate robinson thing um in response to i am divine yeah you are absolutely right um as far as um the the comment you made about you know the um discrimination that you experience you know being a black woman with natural hair and etc and when you compare yourself to a white person, a white person is always going to have more privilege than a black person, um, whether male or female. And when I mention intersectionality, what that entails is just taking a look at you yourself personally and where you have privileges. We all have privileges. And oftentimes when I look at where I am, um, when I examine my social locations, I have a lot more privilege than um, a lot of people of color. I actually had more privileges um, than areas of marginal. For example, um, being that my race is black and my gender is um, female, I automatically um, my social locations in those two areas are automatically considered um, marginalized. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that everything's marginalized from color of your skin to, to your shape to your hair, how you dress, you know, and, and, and yeah. kind of that kind of ties in to what I'm saying. Like, you know, a, a, as a black man in America, I cannot fucking walk outside right now with, you know, Tank top, sandals, shorts. I'm I'm gonna label as a damn thug. Don't don't let put the skull cap on like, with a black and mild. It's like oh, trash. <laughs> hey, the one, hey, the wood tip. <laughs> the wood, hey, man, the wood the tip, <laughs> get, get get the wood tip. But but not even that though. It's just in a sense of like, wh why does one have to judge that way? We always say that. Hey, you know, judge a neighbor by this. Don't don't look in them eye for the color of their skin. I mean, don't look in them eye for the fucking color of skin. America teaches that shit to yeah. judge a book by its cover. So that's that's backwards philosophy. You know, we we we, we, we preach unity, but we have fucking disunity. You know, and, and the reason I say that is because you know everybody always wants to get on and and, and cry. There's no type of privilege and there's nothing that's okay. You don't believe in no 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 race privilege. Going to a bank. Try to sell your house. Try to go get a business deal, right? Do do, do all that stuff and put African American on there, or, or better yet, apply for a job and 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 and, and change it to something else and see if you get that call back, right? You want to tell me? You want to tell me how I know? Because I did it. I actually went. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. Yes, my listeners. I'm gonna tell you the privilege that exists. 2021. I didn't put apply for multiple jobs, specifically at a collegiate level. Yes, I am a doctor, a PhD educated, right? 
over 18 years of educational experience. I applied, been applying for this particular job multiple times, put that I'm black on there, never got a call back. One day I had to say, let me change it up. And I put that I'm white in them pools. Called me back. <laughs> That's I didn't deep. explain that shit. Yeah. Sad. It, 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 it's sad. But we were talking before we chime in, we were talking about the privilege doesn't exist. Twenty. Hey, man. And you know what's crazy? I can't do that because they, my, my first name is Deshaun. They be like, oh, nah, that's, that's a brother right there. That's a nigga right there. Nah. I can't do it, bro. Hold on, let me let my coach chime in. So in response to Miss um, uh, Brown's comment, as far as privileges, I do agree that depending on where you at, you may have certain um, privileges that other people that look like you don't have. But with that being said, then that means we don't have racial privilege. We may have social status privilege, um, privilege as far as when it comes to education or even financial privilege um, over some that look like us. But as you said, um, as a white person, they will always have that up that up against, you know, above us. They will always have first deals, I guess you say per se. So therefore, um, we don't have racial privilege. Yeah, hair and I mean, if you want to be specific with body type, I have locks that would be considered um, a disadvantage. And uh, also looking at culture, um, the cultural uh, background of, of, of people of color or black people in America um, is not accepted by more dominant culture. I mean, but what's to be but 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 what's to be accepted? Like, I mean, okay, so I, I got I gone. I got I got I got I got I got to get the Colorado on them. I got, I got to burn the Colorado on them. Uh, I got to get the sauce on them. Get the sauce. The fact that that tonight we we are we are talking about racial privilege existing in 2021. I mean, 2020 going into 2021. That when was this country established? And and well, technically. Where were, where were, you know, the fuck they land on Jamestown, you know, whatever they want to claim yeah. that be is, you know, but it's, it's been, it's been a good amount of damn time, right? Well over 400 years. Yeah. We are still talking the same rhetoric now that they were talking back in the 90s, that they're talking about in the 80s, in the 70s, in the 60s, 40s, the 1800s, 1700s. We are still talking about that same Oh shit, bro! We're still eating them horse burgers. <laughs> we're That's still crazy. eating them horse burgers. We, we still grinding. Oh, for those that listen in, uh, crazy. If, you, if, if you ever hear the term horse burger, horse uh, just burger. something that uh, me and uh, Con Diesel came over on the Man Crush podcast. One thing people always do is be a dead horse, right? So we beat a dead horse until you know you grind the meat up and then grind the meat, you know, grind me to burgers. So that if you ever hear eat a horse burgers, just know the same for being a dead horse, right? With the, um, with the blue cheese crumbles. <laughs> with, the, with the blue cheese crumbles and there the onions. Toast the Hold on one second, on dog. Gotta gotta chime in. Your name does go very far when it comes to the applications. Like I can't tell you how many times I've walked into. Uh, well, I'm, I'm being a veterinary professional. I can't tell you how many times I walked into a job interview and they're like, this this is you? I'm like, yes, I'm Samantha. Like, it it goes a long way. So I understand how a name can even play a factor in race privilege. Y'all want to hear some crazy shit that just, I, I'm just, I want to share this. 
I used to go by Sean growing up because I didn't want people to call me Deshaun because I didn't want people to judge my name. Like, that's some <laughs> crazy shit, bro. Like, I'm just sitting here thinking about what she just said. And, um, you know, I just, you know, just call me Sean. So, literally, I still have my very first Yahoo email that I ever created, you know, for myself <laughs> when I was 12. And guess what it is? Sean, S-H-A-W-N, Grady at Yahoo.com. Like, that is the email that I've had, you know, that that, that shows you, bro. Like, I, and then, you know, then I started, you know, people start calling me Deshaun, and then people start calling me Khan, you know, that's, that's the nickname. But, um, that's crazy she says that. Like, I used to go by Sean, bro. Like, that's crazy. Okay, but but think about it. That's crazy that, that, I mean, screw that, and I'm gonna get raw. That's fucking racism that you can't even apply to a job you know, yeah. like I said earlier, that, that you got to worry about your name not qualifying for the damn job. Who I don't give a, I don't give a flying flip if I'm named them Monkey Banana. You know what I'm saying from the Congo? Yeah. Who gives a damn? If, if I if I had the intellect to do the do the position and the know how to run and manage something, who cares? But the fact that that's that's I'm sorry, that's systemic racism. Privilege is systemic racism. But the bet for the better yet. Everybody want to say what systemic racism is. Let's go to that handy dandy Google and that definition. Systemic racism happens when the structures or processes are carried out by groups with power such as governments, business, or school. Racism differs from bias, which is a conscious or unconscious prejudice against an individual or group based on their identity. So, better yet, we hit two different topics. That's fucking bias discrimination and that yeah. systemic racism that the fact that someone named you know and thank you sam social chiming in but someone that's named deshaun or samantha should not be judged on application based on their name or better yet when they come in for the interview you know and they and they get they see one thing if, if i'm named you know um damn what, what, what what's, yo, what's the right person time name? out yo time out I, just real quick when you talk about the job application like Everybody know you throw on that other voice. <laughs> you throw on that other voice when they call you for the interview. <laughs> when I speak to Deshaun, hey, how you doing? Yes, I'm doing well. Like, and that's a wild shit, dog. That that's gotta, wild, man. That you gotta that's throw crazy. on, like, you know, a profession. You don't want to overdo it, but you want to. You also want to, you know, like I am articulate, so you know I'm gonna put on. You know what I'm saying? That's that's crazy, bro. Like, I'm just thinking of things that you know that I've encountered, you know, just with my name alone, or just. And, and, and I know most black people and most people of color, you know, they, they turn that turn that voice on. Hey, how you doing? But, you know but, but, but we can even get into the men- we can even get into the mental health side of that. I made a statement, yes. <laughs> Scientists and I made a statement that every person, according to the DSM five, yes, I'm gonna show you my education. According to the DSM five, every person in America, especially a black American, has dissociative identity disorder, aka split personality, multiple personalities. You know why? You just confirmed it. You have to be somebody else just to get a <laughs> fucking damn job. That's sick. You have to put on a different mindset every single day. Be somebody else. And again, there's a difference between being articulate and being yourself. I get that. Yes. However, I should not have to go to a work environment or go to a restaurant or go to a, a, a bank or anywhere, you know, and Pause. have to be so articulate and yes um hey good morning how are you doing yeah. it hey pause, pause that thought we have a few time in cool let's tell me i have a very 
European sounding name and the disappointment that I experience when people find out it's someone of color is just uh, insulting. That's, that, Danny Nicole, that's a damn shame that you had to experience. The thing about it, like, even a European, with, with that, yeah. where, they're, where they're at, you still get biased. Let's go to our next one. Let's go to our next one. Yeah, that's like really a shame. It really is. Name shouldn't impact your ability to get a job. But then again, you know, we have the stereotypes. So if it sounds like a quote unquote black name, you are more than likely not going to get a call back. They're going to hang that nigga. They're going to slide that. Slide that nigga. They're be like, yo, slide that nigga shit in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, that we could even laugh about that. You know what I'm saying? That's just sick, but that that'll show you that us as black people are are, are coping with our mental illnesses, with our trauma. That we gotta laugh about the shit. Like we gotta we gotta make jokes about racism and cooning and Jim Crow, and we laugh about it, even though we shouldn't be laughing about it. Yeah, you know. That, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I mean it is. It is funny. Like yo, man, hey, rip that nigga shit or throw that shit in the shred. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, think about it. Nah, that's probably happened before. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Especially like, you know, I, I came, my mom, you know, and my mom and, you know, my parents growing up, they were like, hey, you know, you got to get aggressive when you're out here getting a job. You need to go out here and, and you know, get in these people's face and hand them your application. So, you know, that, that's the kind of way that I was brought up. And I'm just thinking about it. Like, I could have just gave my junk, you know, to somebody. And you know, hey, you know, you, you know, he, he sees you, you know, you, you give a good impression, and he could just slide your shit right in the trash can as you fucking walk into the car. You know what I'm saying? Like, God, that's how we living. That's how we living, dog. Yo, man, them niggas out here living very foul. <laughs> yeah, we got three chimes, bro. Right, and you know what's so crazy is that over the years, uh, Con Diesel, that you know we've people of color especially black people we've always had to participate in code switching you know code switching is real um you know what's interesting is that i i feel like especially being black in america we are one of the most intelligent people on this earth you know white people don't have to change their voices um to, to get jobs and and whatnot but with, with black people we do you know we have to turn it on at work turn it on you know um turn it off when we're around friends you know if you ask me we are bilingual and trilingual do you both believe in racial privileges and if so what racial privileges and for whom Okay, cool, cool. I've been waiting on somebody. Who was that in China? Let's just go back to that. That was uh, Real Talk All Day. Cool, Real Talk All Day. How you doing? Welcome to the show. Uh, for those that just tuned in, it's Scientist 9 and Con Diesel on the Mango Kush Podcast here live on Stereo App. We're having a good time. We're burning NK right now. Will racial privilege exist in 2021? So specifically, what we're talking about today, we are talking about racial privileges existing for everybody but primarily we are marginalizing the racial privilege difference between uh african americans aka black people and uh caucasian americans aka white people right so 
let's let's go let's go to the handy dandy research because one thing i am i do like to actually give different examples of what different things go on in this country because i'm not the type of person me being uh phd level educated i do not want to just come at you with just um a narrative of emotions i want to come at you with actual yeah. written factual or at least some type of article right so one difference let's say of racial privilege let's start with this one uh a different white person and a black person a white person has a different relationship with the police in general than a black person you don't believe me look at a guy named george floyd look at a guy named eric gardner right look at sandra blank look at rashad brooks right if you don't please argue we're burning mk tonight you don't believe that you have a different type of privilege with the police i'm just getting four different points on that one go ahead and chime in listeners and see what you say on that one so i think uh all talk uh the, the guy left me i think he asked do you believe in it and what what privileges do you believe well I, I would say the privileges i mean hell let's be realistic black people are on the bottom of the totem pole i mean that's just the way the system set up that's the way this country set up you you don't believe me uh there was a little event in 1619 called hmm fucking slavery that kept you at the bottom of the totem pole uh there was something called reconstruction that kept you at the bottom of the totem pole uh there was something called jim crow that kept you at the bottom of the totem pole so till this damn day you were still at the bottom of the totem pole so i do, do believe that white people in general in this country of america have a better privilege system than any other you know race what? in this I, I just want to add one that's fairly uh, i wouldn't say it's, it's new but um it, it's it's finally being recognized and people are starting to see and that's voter suppression like you didn't realize how bad voter suppression was until you know those hard conversations started to get you know being had so i definitely think that is a definitely a damn privilege that is a damn racial privilege a white folks ain't never had to worry about voting Oh yeah, they, they don't have to worry about yeah. it. And, and and I think and this might this might be not so much unfriendly, but you know, and then we'll we'll chime in after that. Like white people get uncomfortable with them understanding that, hey, this be real. Y'all have a privilege in this country. That's just the way it is. I know you probably don't want to necessarily accept it. You probably feel uncomfortable about it, but and, and I, let me add, I just want to add, and some and, so I, and I have some great white friends and they know this. And you know, and they know and they strive to, you know, I'm not saying that, it, you know, this is all, you know, non-black folk, but, you know, I, I have some great white friends that, um, you know, they, they know, man, they, they, they support everything that, you know, that I do. Um, they, they support, you know, people in the black community, they shop black. Like, those are some, you know, I know I have some good friends like that. So I don't necessarily want to classify, you know, you know, people, um, you know, that I know, but, but this is definitely like a, the majority. So I definitely get what you're saying, but I know some people who are down for the cause and I think you probably know some too. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not gonna say, so here's the thing. I'm not the type of person to say that, you know, hey, we're gonna try to wrap Pause that, yeah, I'm about to say pause that. We have, let's hear these chimes. Go ahead. So a lot of the evidence I'm hearing is more like anecdotal. So like, as like a black police officer who works in inner city, lower economic neighborhoods, I would say that I don't think white people have any difference of relationship with the police and black people i think that there are certain things that make the black community more combative sometimes it makes it harder to police but in general i don't think they're different okay so uh i'm gonna i'm gonna get back to you real talk all day uh let's keep going with the, with the time i mean if realistically speaking i mean i like that you bring up um you know police brutality um, you know, 
<laughs> I don't know if I would say, hmm, I guess I'm just thinking about how you can, how would you connect uh, racial privilege with police brutality? Obviously, if you have um, white skin, you're less likely to experience police violence. Um, so that, that would be an area of privilege that uh, white people do have. Um, but it's, it's deeper than that. Okay, okay, so that's two from all talk all day. But uh, Scientist 9, if you want to follow me, I'll follow you back. I run a segment on here actually called Ask a Cop. A lot of people really enjoy it. Listen to some of my past talks. Uh, I answer questions and have honest, open conversations with people. I do practice anonymity, not because I say stupid racist shit, but because, you know, in the era of police reform and some people just like the police, I'm not going to give up my identity. Uh, but if you want to have a conversation, my brother, I'm willing to talk to you or your co-host. I'd love to set it up. All right, real talk all day. If you're still listening, definitely. Ooh, I like to have those conversations, real explicit conversations with uh, okay. with people. Like I said, me and Con Diesel will say we like to have those explicit conversations. That's why we say burn the MK. Treat it as you're taking that nice, good Colorado grade uh, <laughs> blunt, right? And you just roll it on up and you just puff and you're having that real talk. And this, again, this conversation, not to hurt anybody's feelings, it's not to categorize people or say you're a bad person. It's literally to make you aware. Every black, white, Mexican, uh, you know, Asian, uh, whatever, you know, class or ethnic group or whatever you want to say, it's to make people aware because if you're not aware of what's actually going on, you're always going to overlook it, right? Let's go ahead and chime in the last two. Yep, gerrymandering. There's like an iceberg. So there's, there's the more visible uh, racism more, more overt on the top of the iceberg and then on the bottom those are the more subtle you know but very very impactful um, pieces of racism as well thank you Dana go for that that informative yeah. piece you say yeah I've heard that so definitely those please listen to our listeners they're saying some good stuff for everybody here uh, let's go ahead and do this last one before we go ahead and keep burning MK unless you're going to run a small conversation tonight we can run it I'm going to be available at about 7.30 probably about 7.30 it's uh, 6 o'clock where I'm at right now I don't know where you at but it's 6 o'clock where I'm at so if you want to run it let me know we can run it in a minute um, I'm down to have a conversation I love talking to people, man. So I always try to find interesting people and especially people that I just can't have a handshaking contest with the whole time to talk with. So let me know. Oh yeah, definitely oh. real talk all day. We'll get we'll get that me and Con Diesel, you know, I said we'll both have a segment with you. Not sure about tonight, but definitely we'll I'll reach back out to you on the end, uh, get that set up. Cause like I said, we both like to have that perspective. You know, as the older that we get, we can't have the, just the categorized perspective that this is just our world. This is a bigger perspective of this is everybody's world. Everybody has a right to their own opinion. So definitely want to have that set up. But, um, <clears throat> oh, man. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're yeah we're, we're going to go through the time in so we can get back to the time Absolutely, um, Danny Nicole. I totally agree with that. Like, microaggressions are real. Facts. No cap. No cap. Oh, yeah. Um, I honestly do believe and have seen that there is a difference on, say, how whites are treated by police officers versus blacks. Um, definitely, and it, it, because the reason why I say that, 
You don't ever hear a, say, a Caucasian person telling their children, oh, when you be with the police, keep your hand on the steering wheel. Um, make sure that you, yes, sir, no, sir. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Um, don't have an attitude. Uh, make sure you don't reach for anything. They're, they're not taught that. But us as blacks, we have to teach our children that, especially our young black men. So obviously when we have to teach our black children that there's obviously a difference there's obviously a big difference on how whites are treated by police versus blacks then another way you know it's different is when whites commit heinous crimes such as the young white man that blew um that shot up everybody in the church the police took him to Burger king but i get it i also do a segment with my, with my usual homeboy it's called uh Stoner and a cop. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't smoke. All we do is talk. We talk about all types of shit. Um, but no, if you and answer her, I don't think, and it's just me looking at the numbers, white people experience more violence than black people by police. And there's a really, 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 really good website. Go to the Washington Post um police crime police it's like police shootings or police death statistics or something like that 2019 they update it though into 2020 so it's still being updated um and you can break it down by who's unarmed who's armed you know stuff like that and what i found when i looked at it and i can name you all these cases is in 2019 there were 15 shot unarmed black men in 15 separate cases and 12 of those cases those officers went to jail for maximum sentences so like we are punishing people for being assholes I, I would say, and I'm going to chime in for a little different things. Like I said, the microaggressions part that Dana Cole said. Um, yeah. Again, with the, with the, like what, what, uh, what uh, one of our listeners said about teaching. Again, you had to be taught. I mean, that that's privileged ball within itself. I mean, or a different mindset, I would say, because the fact that as, come on, as a black African American uh, male, and I know Sean, you say the same thing. Like, it, and even if it wasn't necessarily taught directly, it was still taught indirectly that that you know you have to always perform better than the next person, you know, or yeah. you can't do this, or especially when it comes to the police. Like, if a police officer comes to you, don't mouth off, don't say this, you know, yes sir, no sir, yes ma'am, no ma'am. Um, you know, if you need to ask a question, ask respectfully because. I hate to say it, certain parts of the certain parts, like like uh, one of our listeners, real talk all day, said that yeah, cops do shoot people. There 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 are some dick dick ass cops that just shoot motherfuckers because that's what the fuck that's what the fuck they join the police for. They just want to just exercise that control over somebody. Um, and again, I'm not going to get on this get on this uh, session and say there's good cops, there's bad cops. I mean, hell, there's good teachers, bad teachers, good doctors. There's always going to be a bad apple on some shit. I mean, it's what it is. But there are. It's the, what, what, what point does it come to when more of the bad apples trying to stand out? You know. Well, chime in. We got three more, bro. Chime in. So as black people, I believe that we have got to come together as a people. I don't look to see what the white man is going to do for me. I know that as a community of people, we have got to get it together. We can look to Tulsa in 1920 when that was a black thriving community. That's what we need to get back to. We don't need to look for the government to do anything for us. We have to step up to the plate and we have to begin to do things for ourselves. Even in our communities with our police officers, we have to have a mutual respect between 
the citizens of the community and those police officers. We have to respect each other also as black people. And we have to, anything that we want to do, we have to start doing it for ourselves. No, I, uh, Deborah Brown, I actually agree wholeheartedly. Uh, she, she has a spirit of, um, of, you know, what I was taught as, as a kid that you, that you have to be better than everybody else. And not to say you're better than somebody, but you know, you have to have that self pride. And, but like she said, she made an example, you know, you had uh, Rosemary, you had Tulsa, you had parts of Atlanta, people forget about, and not only Sweet Arbor, you had Pittsburgh, all Mechanicsville, you had, um, Oakland City, West End, that were prominent black areas. And, you know, we have to get back to where it has to be a sense of pride and you can't always look for a handout. And, and, and that's, that's a double-edged sword. It, it is, you know, you have to take care of oneself, you know, in order to grow. You can't always look out um, beforehand, you know, with or without the privilege. But, you know, there are there has been a privilege that has been imposed um, on the system of these people. But let's go ahead and keep chiming in, though. But then recently, a young black, two young black boys, I mean, yes, they were running from the police, but they weren't trying to run the police over or anything like that. Guess what? They were 16 years old. The police shot their car up, ended up killing them. Didn't even give them a chance to get out the car, run and tase them, you know, put them down. They don't give us those opportunities. And yes, they said because we hostile, but then blacks aren't the other ones that's hostile when involved with police. You have whites that do it all the time. And you don't hear about them getting gunned down. You don't hear about them getting a knee put in their neck. You don't hear about that. You don't hear about white women, um, people, police barging into their house and shooting them. You don't hear about that. You only hear about that with blacks. And I'm sad to say, but in urban communities, and just because I'm in an urban community don't mean I'm hostile because I could be in the suburban area and you could see a white person being hostile, but they're not going to give them the same treatment that they would give a black person. I feel the same way. Come, what you feel about that? You, you agree with that or not? Yeah. I mean, it's, just, it's a lot of layers to it, bro. Like, hold on. So we're going to revisit it. These terms, we're going to talk about it. Let's get these terms in. Right um, I don't always, I don't really agree with I am Devin. You know, I've, I come from a mixed family, so I'm black. Um, but <clears throat> my mother later on married a white man and he has children and they had the same talk that she gave me. I have friends, you know, white friends who give their kids the same talk. I have white police officer friends who give their kids the same talk. Um, I've literally walked up on cars where there's all white family and the dad's in the passenger and his son's in the front. He's like, remember, son, keep your hands on the steering wheel. All right. Yes, sir. No, sir. Let them know your licenses. You know, you give them the safety procedures, right? It's, that's what I like to call the talk, the safety procedures, right? Um, so I don't know, like... I think it's because I have different exposure maybe than, than a lot. Like, I think if you're a police officer, you have different exposure, especially inner city police officers have different exposures than people who aren't. Not that I'm saying, yeah, I don't have valid experiences. I would never say that. I'm just saying, it's just not something I've realized. I think everybody gets to talk. Absolutely, absolutely. For those that tune in, thank you for joining us. We're here with Mang uh, we're here with the Scientist Nine and Con Diesel Mango Fish Podcast live here on Stereo app. We're chiming on in. We'll waste your privileges this in 2021. Let's keep on chiming in. And this is why I really like body cams as well, because we have body cams where I work at. And it's like we've destroyed a lot of those narratives in our city, and our population trusts us a lot more. Cause our our body our body cams are open to the public. If you live in the city, you can request the body cam footage. 
And what people in my city have found is why you, you don't see my city on CNN because we, we are a major city as well. You do not see my city because we treat people right. And through the use of cameras, people understand we treat them right. And my city is very happy with they police. <laughs> Most, mostly, mostly happy. With I'll be fair. Mostly happy with they police. And I think that instead of like defund police and shit, we need to get back to asking for some real shit. Like, why don't we make it easier for black folk to open up small businesses? Why are we why aren't we reversing the workless neighborhoods? Why are we still defunding inner city black schools that the Democrats defunded in the early 1990s after imposing a random ass standard on our inner city black schools, defunding them, making sure they couldn't get new institutions, new teachers, up to date books? Why are we reversing the felony convictions of black men who are strictly in prison for the possession of marijuana and only marijuana? Why are we not asking for citizen academies free where citizens can come and deal with situations police deal with, learn about their rights? I always tell people, you don't know your rights. And people say, why is that, Officer Anderson? And I say, look, <laughs> Because you can't name me all 60 civil court case, uh, all 60 Supreme Court cases that tell police what they can and cannot do against your civil rights. But I can name you all those and your civil rights. We should be teaching people. It's all about education, my brother. Preach, brother. Preach, boy. That, that was what I like to hear. He's preach, my, preach, my brother. But I'm going to get to the education part. We're going to chime on in. I, I have to agree there once again. I mean, yesterday I just got into... A situation in my city where boyfriend shot girlfriend they're both in the car he's fleeing from us in the vehicle we are chasing him in a pursuit over 90 miles an hour he crashes she's okay he gets out with a gun he's at gunpoint we talk him down he drops it handcuffs he goes to jail unharmed and unscathed the amount of incidents like that where black people black men especially are getting into situations not that black men are more violent or anything but just black people are getting into situations, they're armed, they're doing this, they're doing that, they're running from police, X, Y, Z, whatever, this, that, and the third, is way higher than the amount of black people that we're seeing on the TV that are dying to police. Now, when they do die to police and, and, and it's injustices, they should go to jail, the police should. But even that number is small. I'm always trying to convey the message of, do not let the media skew you from what actual reality is. Our last time, man. here we go. I don't agree that the talk is the same in the African-American community as it is in the white community. As a mother, I knew that it was imperative that I taught my children that if the police stopped you, shut your mouth, yes sir, no sir, because it was a matter of life and death. So I taught my children the respect for the police officer if they wanted to survive. Now in the white community, yes, they probably do teach their children the same thing, but it's generally not a life or death um, situation. Yeah. I, I, I agree on that, you know, and there, there's been a lot of things for the listeners tuning in. Thank you for joining. We got a lot of good statements from a lot of different our listeners. Um, just, just to kind of focus on that, one thing that was put out was education because, again, we had uh, one of our listeners say that you had to teach. When you had to teach somebody, you're educating them. So I would say there's a difference of uh, uh, privilege in just what you're taught. You know, you're taught privilege. You're taught, you, you're taught that you're um, not so much you're beneath somebody, but like for, you, you got to operate in a different way. Hey, you know? For me, man, that's like going back to when I was talking about that program. Like as as black, you know, as a black kid growing up, hey, like you were taught to, hey, you're gonna go get a, you know, you're gonna get a job, you're gonna work there for twenty years, you know, you're gonna go to college, you're gonna go, you know, well, for my family, 
Um, yeah. Yeah. You're going to, you know, you need to go to college. You need to, you know, get a job with a salary. You need to, um, you know, you'll work that job for 30 years. You'll retire. Like, you know, it had that type of, type of program vibe, man. And um, definitely as the era changed and as times change, as technology grows, as social media, as all these different things are integrated into our life. Um, you know, as we're growing up as, as young adolescents going into teens, the landscape changed. And, you know, we're seeing more entrepreneurs. We're seeing, you know, just a different side of not looking at it so program I don't even know if it's a word, say programmatic. I don't know if that's a word. But um but just that definitely just that that programming that we got as young black kids. Most of most young black kids were taught these things. This is what we do. Well, well, well for, I mean, I, I agree that, yeah, yeah, because, you know, like I said, my, my parents, both doctor, PhD educated, um, both military, uh, high decorated officers. Um, yeah, they taught us the same thing. But I think it, and this, this is what I think, you know, everything full circle around that, you know, again, and this is my opinion. Uh, again, I didn't grow up white, I grew up black, so I can't really say, but based on my assumption, that you know, white people who are rich or have the money come from backgrounds like you're not so much taught to go to college and get a good job. This is pretty much you're taught how to continue to manage the family business and keep the money in your house. So it's a different type of teaching. That's the privilege they get, and that goes back to the education. What we're taught in the schools, like we're taught, like I said, a programming. You're taught even in the schools. Hey, when you go to college, get a good job, get a career. You know, that's what entrepreneur. But I'm thinking now yeah. we shift of the generation you know you had baby boomers and you know you had like around my parents age i'm not, I'm not sure what generation they were um you know but my parents were like you know uh 60s you know 60 kids so they grew up in the civil rights movement yeah. i honestly think and this is me saying outside you know looking in i honestly think that they even though they were taught to hey go get a good job and do this and work somewhere they didn't necessarily want that because all the revolutionary stuff that was going on in the civil yeah. rights that hey we can do our own thing we can build up like our parents and we can have our own we can keep that Tulsa we can keep that sweet arbor we can keep you know uh all these black prominent places and now why do you see such a high grade of people our age being entrepreneurs who say man I can't work no I can't work for nobody for no 30 you know years and do this it, it, it's almost like a different type of revolutionary spirit but we had to be taught that we didn't have the privilege of being taught how to continue to manage the family business and manage the wealth we weren't yeah. taught that you know and that's the difference and again those who are listening in, uh thank you for joining you know chime in i can say this about going back to one uh, one of our listeners real talk all day he asked what's a different type of privilege and i know he did identify as a black man so answer this for me you know white people have a difference of privilege when it comes to learning about race and school let's look at the historical facts anybody here when you're taught history you're always taught from the european uh perspective you're taught from um the pilgrims and the indians you're taught from jamestown and king henry you know you're taught from um uh when they colonized india you know when they went out to australia when they colonized africa you're taught the revolutionary war you're taught the articles of confederation the independence you know all this history where there's predominantly white men doing what they want to do you had that privilege to learn about that type of stuff but yet we as and i'll get down to numbers we as people of color or african-americans african-born americans you're only taught your stuff during black history month or if you're a woman you're taught your stuff during you know march you know uh, if you're a hispanic you get cinco de mayo you know what i'm saying 
stuff like that you know but, but but all the stuff that was built on not only immigrants but people of color or whatever you're only you only get designated a few couple of days but the rest of the year you're gonna learn about us think about yeah, that now right. that's privilege and education let's go ahead and chime on in i was just gonna say um absolutely because one thing that the media doesn't publicize is the number of black women that actually experience police violence. You always hear more so about the men, but um, African-American women are also also disproportionately affected um, by police brutality. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, anybody that that goes back to the historical fact that women, women are brutalized almost just as much as men. So let's go on and chime in these last two. See, I just don't know if that's true. I think that... We're just people and people experience fear the same, especially if you look at the fact that white people are actually killed four times more in all categories than black people. I, I think that all people are, are, they're basically taught the same. It's a fear. It's a parent's fear of if this doesn't go right, will this go wrong and how wrong does it go? And maybe I'm biased. And you know what? I have a bias. I can admit that. I can I have a little bias. And but I'm always open-minded. I've had my mind changed on a lot of things, actually, being on this app. But, you know, I have a black son. I'm a black man. You know, I, I'm going to give him the talk one day when he's old enough. Y'all can probably hear him. He over here just Google gaga around, saying hi. He's doing where he knows right now. But I just, I just don't think it's different. Not that I'm invalidating you. It's just I just don't see it. I'm sorry. But I respect your opinion. Cool, cool. We like this. All they they chiming in, Con. They they chiming in. They burn the MK with us. Yeah, um, definitely. Um, African American culture and history is missing um, from our or in our educational um, curricula today. And if anybody wants to learn more about intersectionality, look into uh, Kimberly Crenshaw. Online. Let's get these last two. Media culture is nothing more but about money and getting ratings. And you get ratings by putting inflammatory content out there that people are going to be like, oh my God, look at that fucking asshole. Or, oh, oh my God, that is horrible. Yeah, we hate that person. Oh, that person's a racist. Oh, yeah. You're going to get a lot of people being outraged and looking at your media content. And at the end, you're just going to have people hating each other. And with all that, you're going to get high ratings and you're going to get more people wanting to buy advertising from you. So they're going to get more business. High ratings. The end. Spanish Rebel, I actually agree. That's why uh, you know, our president, commander-in-chief, has been such high ratings because, you know... Whoever keeps up the shit gets the most money. Let's get his last chime in. And you're speaking of the media, I think they really did us black folk a disservice because what'd you see on the media over this summer, bro? It's just a, a bunch of black folk burning shit. And we all know that's not true. I can tell you from firsthand experience, 99% of protests in my, and across the board that I saw and I observed and I heard about from my fellow law enforcement officers and in my own city, man, was peaceful. Very peaceful, candlelight vigil, singing and dancing, barbecuing. Shit, we showed up one day in riot gear, and I got, I got a free burger. <laughs> and a nice, and a nice, and a nice lady gave me her phone number. <laughs> but what do you see in the media, man? Black man killed somebody. Black man raped somebody. Black people rioting. 
the media's got it. The media's got us against our police. They have us against each other, and they have us against the other half of our society, which is the Caucasian man of our society. They're it, it's it's wrong, man. It's it's just wrong. I think it's wrong. God, how do you feel about all that stuff, right there? How do you, how do you feel about? I, I believe on about the media, man. They throw so much shit out there, right? Uh, man, that's that's a whole other conversation. When we start talking about money and and, and and viewership ratings, and then that, that's when we start talking about Viacom and all those big ass corporations. But I mean, I, I definitely, um, I definitely believe the aspect of the media, though, for sure, bro. They, they, oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, most definitely. Whatever they keep throwing down people's faces, they 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 gonna they gonna say what they're gonna say. You know, and, and, and I'm going to I'm going to chime in on two before we get to these two. Thank you for those that tuning in. It's Scientist Nine and Con Diesel of the Mango Kush podcast here live on Stereo app. We're burning the MK. We're talking about real racial privilege exists in 2021. Chime in, burn this MK with us. But um, yeah, I, I would just say with all the uh, 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 stuff that, like I said, people are taught. First and foremost. I know I heard that that we're not different. Yes, we are human. Um, but I'm gonna I always give this analogy. Uh this loses this this uses free of dog, right? You have a dog, right? You have a beagle, you have a rottweiler. They're still dogs, are they not? But yet one breed is distinctly different than the other breed. They have different qualities, they have different traits, they do different things, but they're still dogs. You know, they talk in a sense the same thing. However, one dog is going to be more preference over the other dog, or one more dog will have more power than her dog. So, all I'm saying is, this is a human. Yes, I'm not calling us dogs or anything, but you got the black man, you got people of, you know, Caucasian, you have Asian, you have whatever different nationality. We are the same, but we're different, though. So, I, I, that, that, I, that's just my opinion. You know, a chime in feeling what we say about that. But uh, uh, let's go ahead and chime in and see what we're talking about. Yeah, the the media definitely uh, controls a lot of the narrative. Absolutely, absolutely. Media is controlling stuff. You know, uh, those who are um, educated scholarly, hey, get a book that was uh, written by, um, God, was it Ray Bradbury? Was that the name? Uh, it's called uh, Fahrenheit 451. Absolutely. Great book. You should read it. It actually shows you back in the 50s what they're doing today. Let's go ahead and keep chiming in. Yo, real talk all day. Yo, shout out to y'all too, man, about the show. Real talk all day. I'm talking about it's not true. So, what we saw, those that wasn't there, wasn't black. Black people wasn't burning down businesses and and rioting and doing all that shit. Come on, man. Yes, they was, man. Uh, uh yeah, G-Man, I mean, they were, but it, it was a different type of what people were destroying stuff and the reason behind it. But we'll, we'll get into that. Let's keep chopping in. Racial privilege? I mean, what are you talking about? We all have privilege if you want to look at it in a certain way, unless you're talking about white privilege, where you don't have to deal with certain racial stereotypes. But, you know, I mean, do you want to talk about racial privilege? Uh, look at the dating sphere. I mean, you see that there are racial hierarchies in the dating sphere where certain races are preferred more than others and some races get shit. Oh yeah, we can talk about that 
all day as far as privilege. I mean, that's just what, again, going back to what the media portrays of what looks good and what looks bad. That's what Dana, but let's keep going to the last two. And like, just to continue a little bit, it's like most of the people I put my hands on was in the black, com during the riots, I was in black neighborhoods and there were none but a bunch of privileged, upper middle class white boys dressed in all black and BLM, burning down black neighborhoods. And at that moment, a tear left my eye because I knew they burned down my grandmama corner store where she gets her medicine from. I was pissed off. And it was fucking sad because there was no media. There's no media while these white boys burned down the near the black neighborhoods in my city, but in downtown, where black people were simply assembling in the middle of the street, helicopters. Just helicopter. Every news station, helicopters. Meanwhile, across town on the other side of the tracks, the whole neighborhood's on fucking fire. That's when I knew it was wrong. That ooh, we're gonna get this last time. That that's crazy that, you know, someone can get on here and say that they physically saw that that, you know, they're not portraying that stuff. But it goes back to when they burned down the Atlanta riots and they burned down Rose when they burned everything else. You know, it's just that, that that that's sick that someone could say that they didn't put down the media, but they'll treat us like fucking animals and say, Oh, look at them niggas down there, they tearing up their own shit. Let's look at this last chunk. I'm about, I'm about to go in. Working in the veterinary field, I definitely mm -hmm. agree with you. Like it <laughs> privilege goes all the way down to animals. And I always tell people pit bulls are basically the black people of animals. Like if you ask somebody if they want a pit bull or they see one, they automatically think, Oh, that's a dangerous dog. And I'm like, it's a dog. Like, how can you stereotype a dog? People, people are crazy. Man, niggas is pit bulls, bro. They pit bulls. They pit. <laughs> they nigga, pit, nigga, bro. I don't know them pit, my nigga. Niggas is pits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. But, but man, nah, this is... Hey, I, I wonder, man, this has been some damn great dialogue tonight, man. Like, um, just getting different viewpoints and, and just hearing other people. Um, I'm, all, I'm all about being open and listening and we all have our, our preconceived notions and opinions on things. So it's just definitely dope to have that dialogue. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like I said, we burned the MK. For those listening, thank you for my people listening live. You're talking now to the Scientist 9 and the Con Diesel of the Mango Kush podcast live here on Stereo App. The word has been given, so we better check out how you live and why, <laughs> because this is the way, and some of you out here living very fast. Very fast. <laughs> well, like I said, tonight's topic that we were saying, will racial privilege exist in 2021? Have an open dialogue with a lot of listeners, had a lot of different things going on. Uh, before we come, of course, we're getting winding on down. Before we come to close, definitely want to just have a few more words. Um, talking about here what you all think about uh racial privilege i know two things we talked about specifically was racial privilege of or preference when it comes to white people with the police and also what the uh history is more preference toward the caucasian in the educational uh thing um, now with that being said someone also did make a statement that um uh someone made a statement that uh uh, uh the dating game is also is a uh, uh, privilege in that, you know, but that goes back to the last thing we're talking about. I know Khan 
you did mention it earlier with the uh, whole thing with the, the big media companies and the, like I said, we, we I ain't ready to that horse. I ain't ready to that horse burger right now, nigga. That's our horse load. But besides that, for one thing, I will say it does go into the media. With this being said, one proves that the, another group of people has or other one or marked primarily against black people is the privilege of the media, and the media has been shown to keep black people down. I will say this because every single thing, you don't really have too many positive media shows about black people. The reason I say this, you always have somebody, and I'm gonna have to get raw so y'all understand my language here. You always have something like, in a sense, power, where niggas are trying to kill somebody, someone's robbing somebody, or you always have, you know, never no father at home, or the mom is uh, a prostitute, or somebody's fucking somebody out some damn money or niggas drinking alcohol or somebody's robbing somebody because times are struggling or it's like good times type vibe you know and that's pushed in front of pushed in front of you or the rap media it's always pushed in front of you but when you see uh white people you know you always see them in mansions you see them in uh primarily good neighborhoods you know you, you see a distinct difference of that and that's a privilege that a certain group of people have always had over our group of people. But let's go ahead and chime on in with these listeners. So I, so I guess that um, all those motherfuckers that's killing, all the killing going on in our hoods and our communities and shit, kids dying out here. You know what I'm saying? I guess those it's not it's not black people really doing that either, huh? <laughs> Man, I need to. Keep shit real, man. Yeah, black motherfuckers was out there rioting and burning shit up. Bottom line, man. That shit was happening. Well, I, I, I will say that, yeah, there was both groups of people probably out there rioting. I, I think I was just saying as far as the difference of reasoning um, that people were destroying stuff where there were certain areas where people primarily blacks i would say were destroying things but if you always see that there were inner intermingle of white people involved so that kind of hey you can even use uh the wendy's were um thank you thank you the the wendy's uh, were uh uh, uh, rashad brooks rashad brooks that's what rashad brooks was shot not far from where our office is um and guess who who started it you know it's just like somebody threw that that brick (laughs) that brick soaked in gasoline and then guess yeah. what? I, I and shamelessly say most, some black people joined in and, and helped. So exactly. I think that's that's a lot of what you know. In, in my opinion, some of the shit I see, um, but it, it doesn't normally be the black people starting. It, 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 it never is. I mean, that, that is you, you might have a few because again, it goes back to conditioning. We were taught the nonviolent. Oh, we were but don't don't get it twisted because motherfuckers is gonna take advantage too, though. You know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? Like, oh, hey, yeah. the fucking white person broke the the, mall, the, the window to Linux mall. It was shit. All them black people can go down to where they go down to the Gucci <laughs> store. The, you know what I'm saying? Just so, G <laughs> man, I, I do get you. I do understand what you're saying, bro. But you know, but it's also you know, it, it, it's kind of like they're giving that push, that tap. Like, hey, I'm gonna start it. You finish this shit. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Like, that's that's type of vibe. I you know, I definitely exactly. be seeing on that type of shit. Exactly. It's, it's more of like open season, like, hey, y'all niggas been oppressed. Go ahead, act wild the fuck out. See, you know, go ahead and see what y'all can get out of there. You know what I'm saying? But let's go ahead and keep chiming on in. Racial privilege will always exist as long as 
race exists. I mean, that's all there is to that, man. And everybody's a racist, man. If we, if we look at it by the way, you know what I'm saying, people be trying to explain being what a racist is. And everybody's a racist, man, because race, race, race is dealing... If you if you love your if you love your race more than any other race, motherfuckers will call you a racist. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're white. You know what I'm saying? You love your race, but if you're black, you try to define it as something different. Come on, man. Racism is racism, man. You hate somebody because of their race, that means you're a racist. Go ahead, Tom. Let's keep chiming on in, Con. I'm, I'm yeah, I talk. We trying to blame the media and everybody else. But yeah, listen to the rappers, man. All our rappers. You know what I'm saying you listen to our rappers and shit. The top rappers and the top rap broads. What 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 they talking about? What's your favorite rapper talking about, man? That's selling millions of albums. What they talking about? Dudes calling you niggas, fuck this, fuck that. Even the broads over here talking about pussy this and all pussy that, suck this. And, come on, man. man I, I, that, that goes back to what fucking sells, man. Because half these motherfuckers ain't doing what they saying. You, the, the rap analogy is the worst one you can use because that's more, more so influential. And I do understand the influential part. But you know what I'm saying? But what intensifies that? How does that material get out? Fucking social media, bro. Social media was the biggest, by far the biggest advancement in, 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 in information traveling that fucking changed this generation in our lifetime that we gonna see. That's kind of like when motherfuckers first got the internet, yo. <laughs> and you had to get on to get in on DSL. Like that's that, Man, that shit changed that the generation. So, you know, not saying I'm not blaming social media, but that it, that social media definitely gave it the gas. Look at fucking Nate Robinson. His ass got knocked out. And, dog, the internet is undefeated, bro. How do people know he got knocked out? <laughs> fucking social media, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. now, I've seen some of the craziest memes ever. Like, I, I know that's real because I, I'm not a fucking boxer and I'm not going to play boxing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but, you know... He got to know, and, and, and just anybody got to know, if something crazy happens, something embarrassing happens, motherfuckers are going to laugh. Motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? And especially the way how the internet is built. That man was knocked out, and five minutes later, he was a gif, meme, uh, <laughs> a wallpaper. Man, I done seen him on the cover of Weed Bag. Like, like yeah, no, they've been murdering him, They've been murdering him, pull out the barbecue grill because I heat but yeah I'm, I'm gonna go to a chime in um <clears throat> I completely uh, agree with the gentleman when he was saying as far as the black on black crime and black communities we are the ones committing it um that is a whole nother conversation yeah. because it goes deep 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 far back back to the Willie Lynch theory and how that theory has played into role today um on how our communities are and the violence in them um of course you know i forgot what the term is when they say you still have a slavery mentality 
or you're still um, basically suffering from the past. Um, and I'm not saying that's an excuse. That's something we got to work on. But with blacks, as you can see, basically we're at war, not with just the system or quote unquote the white man, but also we're at war with ourselves. So we have to figure out how to battle. And that goes back. That's like that crabs in a barrel mentality. We're going to do these other time. Okay. Dog, social media ain't the one writing the raps, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you trying to bypass the rappers and blame it on social media. I don't care how the fuck. You start with the author, man. Whoever wrote that shit. Whoever's getting paid for, for that shit. You know what I'm saying? So, come on, man. Don't, don't. Let me, let me say this. It, it, that, that, that's so crazy much. he says that. Go ahead, go ahead. Let me say this. It's, it's not so much the social media. I think what's been trying to be said is that, yeah, I get what you're saying, G-Man, that the rappers are the one making a rap, but social media is the gun. If that yeah. makes sense. It's shot at the, like No, no, he, he want to use the author. Yeah, he's the author, but how does the author get his shit out? Because I'm saying- He has to have a fucking a, publisher. <laughs> exactly, a bullet to the gun. That's, it gets pushed, it gets, it gets a better push. Even though they're making it or they're paid to make it, it still gets out quick because of but, social media. You know, let's and, go ahead and, and get time. But I do, I do agree in, in a sense though, because I mean, even with you know with the rappers, like look at look at who we came up under. Like our generation, we had the you know the, the pop, you know Biggie. We had you know Jay Nas. Um, even like from the south, that's like when Ti was first coming out. Um, fucking Kilo Ali, Outkast. I wouldn't, and maybe it's just the way that I was brought up. I was listening to it, but I wasn't out there necessarily trying to do the shit that they was fucking doing. You know what I'm saying? But but think about this, and I'm going to say this point, we're going to chime on in. You know, thank you for listening. Uh, We're going to get that intro quick. But like I said, even the privilege of music, let's think about that shit now. There's privilege of music. What, I mean, granted, I mean, I know you say rap, but um, uh, I probably listen to like, heavy metal and uh death tones and like industrial music so <laughs> i'm on a different wavelength than you uh negroes <laughs> but, <laughs> you racist that, though, <laughs> the privilege is a difference it's like it's it's that's all you that's the only thing they feed you you know what i'm saying it's either that or slow ass r&b where you're taught to just fuck all their time and you know love on it and then have you know uh wet out of sex wedlock and all that other bullshit but yeah it's not funny and those people everybody wrong like it was just outrageous some of the stuff that that they've been they were putting on the internet yeah Yeah, that made robinson was tough bro but i'm you know what i think that the nastiest one is when they um when uh, uh they did the uh, the Martin one, I was like, dog, that that shit. That no, even with that privilege, with this listeners, check this out again. Racial privilege, how disrespectful, and maybe it, maybe it could be Photoshop or not, but let's just say for the sake that it is real. How disrespectful is it for Jake Paul to go on next day and wear that dude's jersey? Bit see, down that's, that, that's old though. That was just saying, that was pretty but, but again, social media they push it on out as a disrespect. They push it on out as a slap in the face. You see what I'm saying? Well, let's go ahead and keep charming on in. I, I agree with you. I am divine. Like at the end of the day, you know, we are we are still suffering from post-traumatic slave disorder.
Yeah, we, we are. We, we we still crabs in the barrel, like Khan said. We're still suffering from that post in the barrel. Let's get before we before we end. Let's get the last few things and close our mark. So to piggyback on what he's saying, as far as the music industry rap, I definitely agree that hip hop music does play a role. But it's not just rap because even with the white kids that listen to hardcore gothic rock, you know, music itself does play a role. I mean, think about it. If anybody, you know, into the Bible, they know that Lucifer was the angel of music, <laughs> which is ironic, right? But the, just say about hip hop, um, the message that we are giving out there, I will say that it has definitely changed over the years. When hip hop first came out, it was used as a tool to voice our frustration, our thoughts, our minds. Yes, hip hop has definitely changed. I will agree with that. Um, I don't like most of the music especially these you know i would call it stripper music or pussy music whatever that's coming out because it's not realistic that's not what we go through so yes when it comes to the music we our artists have to figure out how to change the booty music that's that's gonna be a conversation on another night man you know me just being in, in music that's oh, a yeah, whole yeah, other yeah. conversation oh, okay. that i i love to delve into yeah our rap artists have to figure out a way to change the narrative and being someone that actually kind of have you know a background in that industry behind the scenes um believe it or not you know a lot of the music that's written you know when you sit in front of you know that board or your ar they go through your music you can have some positive they're like well that's not hot right now that's not hot right now and i know that because i do music I made a rap song. They said, hey, you know, yeah, we all about the positive. You want to uplift our black men. You want to talk about the struggles that black women go through. But that's not hot right now. What's hot right now is, you know, you talking about, you know, old Chanel bags, whatever, Birkin bags. Don't nobody own that of them ugly ass purses. But it's just not realistic. So and believe it or not, our industry, hip hop is not even controlled by us, by blacks. That's what a lot of people realize. So we have to get control back of that industry, of our music, because it's ours. And then second, we have to change the narrative. Man, yeah, it's, so it's, it's, it's way too much money, man. That, that, that shit will never change. But, man, man, like, goes back, but that does kind of go back to the state that one were listening earlier. We had black people. We just got to get our start doing our own like we used to. Let's go ahead and get these last chime in before we wrap it on up. So <clears throat> tell me this then, man. Because when a rapper is out there, when a motherfucker performing, right? They performing live and shit at a show, right? And now they got to spit their rhyme and shit, they shit. So who, who's how social media responsible for that? Because that motherfucker standing in front of sometimes thousands of motherfucking people. And, and you know what I'm saying? He, and he's spitting all that. Fuck you, nigga, nigga, this, bitches, that, and the broads be up there. Nigga, suck this, nigga, I suck that, pussy wet this. Get the fuck out of here, man. We, we, we keep whining about how other people treating us. Come on, man. If we want to make a change, you really want black people to change to make a change? We got to deal with that change with, with ourselves. Another conversation. Yes, yeah, I, I understand what the fuck he's saying, but also that goes back to that uh that switch coding. And oh, yeah. we'll go back. I use some some terminology we used when we talked about earlier. That's that that I'm a switch. Because uh, I said a lot of these motherfuckers ain't living like that. 
I tell it's all about money, influence. That's that's what drives a lot of these rappers. And, and um, what pushes the rappers? The fucking media. Fuck it. Uh, the media. I would just say, but but that's when I tell you. That's when the generation shifted. This era has shifted to motherfuckers was, was pushing CDs and and you know what I'm saying. Looking at that aspect, fucking street to teams now to where motherfuckers can get over a million streams. That I mean, uh, over a million streams of your fucking music, which is hard data that you know by the end of the week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's crazy. It, it, just the industry has shifted, man. And, and, I, and I fucking totally get what he's saying, but I'm just saying you gotta have a catalyst. There's, there's a, you, you could, cause you that same situation you just said. Now, what if it's a fucking unpopular rapper? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it, it's you know, you're picking your poison, dog. Because if it's an unpopular rapper, nobody fucking knows him. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about somebody who has ten thousand. He built that. That person built that fan base. Now, how do you build a fan base nowadays in this era? You build it through social media. <laughs> you, you, you what do you what do you put your music at? You put it on Facts. Apple. You put it on Spotify. You put it on Tidal. There's a catalyst. You just don't just because I'm, I'm a fucking gangster rapper don't mean my shit gonna have any influence on anybody. Facts. You know what I'm saying? But I'm next time. And that's why I made my comment that we asked. Uh, black people must get ourselves together as a community of people. We cannot continue to look for other people to do things for us. We need to form coalitions. We have got to get it together. We have got to stop killing each other. We There's just so much that we have to do. One of the listeners talked about the Willie Lynch syndrome, and I totally believe that it still affects us to this day. And so we as a community of people, we need to come together and we need to pull ourselves up and we have to form coalitions so that we can make better lives, not just for ourselves, but for the generations to come after. Absolutely, absolutely. That's that's facts right there. That yeah, is facts fact. right there. And see me, I'm not concerned with other races. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care about if white people killing each other or Chinese killing each other or Japanese. I don't care about nobody else race, but mine's as far as when it comes to the to the issues. You know what I'm saying? So people be trying to, yo, yeah, well, that happens. Yeah, but listen, these people kill each other too. Come on, man. <clears throat> the fuck, man? Our kids dying out here, man. Like... Kids, fucking kids, like babies. That shit, that shit, that shit's like real shit. We're gonna get to that conversation another day, I promise. And, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, I guess we all experience different things. When I listen to what I'm hearing, it's like, y'all ain't been through, I guess, like me. Like, I got. Yeah, empower. And it don't matter if they ain't living that life. That's not even the point. The point is. We, 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 we made a point on that one. Yeah, and half the time you build it um, 
By being ignorant, no, acting, acting ignorant. Media. I agree. Um, I agree with Deborah Brown, um, most definitely. I also think that, um, you know, I'm losing my train of thought. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, you forgot. <laughs> I'm with you, G-Man. I do not care about anybody else's race, what they are doing to each other. I'm talking about us as a black people. We have got to stop killing each other. We have to learn how to respect each other. Instead of killing each other when we have a disagreement, we got to work this stuff out because I am 100% with you, G-Man. We have got, I don't, other people are doing other things. I'm concerned about my black people. Absolutely. Oh, I was just going to say that, yeah, we, we also have a lot of trauma that we have to work through as well. Um, there's a lot of unresolved issues that, you know, we as black people carry and um, we have to work through those things um, in order to be able to build a, a better, a stronger community in the future. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know we're about to wrap up the show, but yeah, with that being said, I know Deborah Brown and, and G-Man, y'all both have made a great point as far as, yeah, we both agree and, and Condi's agree. We need to stop killing each you know, but it's not, I don't look at so much as black no, and black. I, no, I'm just saying that the, the conversation was about rappers, you know, yeah. music, and, and, and music is influential, but it also needs a catalyst. That was what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like and I said, and like I told him, I definitely agree with what he was saying. Like, but also, I mean, it's just just because I'm a rapper doesn't mean I have influence. Yeah, you know I'm and, and, and I get both points. Like, you know, it's and it, and again, it goes back to the privilege that you know, as as racial privilege, we gotta, you know, of course, people have to start to focus on you know what's better for their community that they live in, you know, and um. But again, right now for another conversation, the media does control that. But hey, my happy listeners, we are coming to the close of this broadcast. We do appreciate for you all tuning in this evening. It is here, The Scientist 9, with the Con Diesel of the Mango Push Podcast, here live on Stereo App. Thank you for joining us this evening, chiming in. We appreciate you all. Shout out to everybody that talked to the scientists and the diesel. Uh, any point in time, follow us on our Instagram at MKPDCast. You can also follow us individually at Scientist9, that's N-Y-N-E. And you can also follow uh, at Con Diesel at X-K-O-N. D-I-E-S-E-L-X follow us both on social media follow us on Instagram we want to tune in with you all we appreciate you all for burning the NK this evening and guaranteed we're going to bring you back with that Colorado NK later on this week okay so check it on out we'll see you all stay subscribed the word has been given so we're going to check out how you live peace right